This is your captain speaking. Welcome aboard DJ's Aviation Podcast. This is your home for everything aviation. From the latest news on aircraft, airlines, and airports, to documenting travel journeys unlike any other across the globe. Be sure to check out our second YouTube channel, Globetrotting at DJ's Aviation, where you'll find analytically driven coverage of the industry, which aims to answer your most burning questions. But for now, we're next in line for takeoff. So I'll pass you over to our host for today's proceedings, Dan. A very warm welcome back to the DJ's Aviation Podcast. Back finally as well, covering the travel journey from Australia through to Canada. This was something I started up towards the early stages of December 2022, uh, as this travel took place in November 2022. However, due to some interviews needing to be aired, I had to kind of postpone telling you that story. And as you may be aware, the previous episode was a bit of a trial discussing some of the most talked about aviation news. Uh, to give a, a bit of a trial run to see what people enjoy listening to, because naturally I can't always be traveling, so I wanted to try dive into other areas to keep this podcast ongoing, because I know that certain people do enjoy it. The last time I left you off, I do believe that was on my crazy first ever Boeing 757 flight through America. Now, I believe I also ended that episode arriving into New Equilibrity, so that's where we will commence. Initially, this episode was going to cover my journey to Canada, but upon writing notes for the podcast, as I have some show notes that uh, I guess a, a little bit like bullet points that helped me through the episode, I did realize that so much happened in a 15-hour layover that it probably could act as its own episode and give you a bit of enjoyment to see just what took place. Uh, I would say, before anything, a massive thank you to the one person who reviewed the podcast over on Spotify. They left a five-star review. Unfortunately, you can't see any written reviews, so I just have to say a thank you to that listener. As always, you can listen to this podcast on any platform of your choosing. Just search the DJ's Aviation Podcast, follow the show, and that way you'll be notified every time uh, one of these gets put out and does indeed go live. Now... Uh, also, off the back of a website launch, I've actually been enjoying doing that so much and the performance has been great. The website is rapidly approaching 200,000 views. only started publishing articles properly about two and a half weeks ago, so I don't know what I've done. Uh, it barely shows up in search engines, but look, 200,000 views is something I'm very proud of. So if you are someone that listens to this and has been going over and reading some of the articles or just showing a little bit of support, it's been great appreciated. 2023 for me is an important year in diversifying uh, the DJ's aviation brand and not solely relying on the primary YouTube channel. And uh, it's been great to see that people have been tuning into the website. So a massive thank you there. Where I last left off on this journey to Canada was touching down into Newark Liberty. And I believe I just said I would leave it there at that point because I wanted to really cover the layover in a separate episode. And look, um, quite the layover, quite a lot happened. Uh, I think I did touch on also the baggage situation. So if you were unaware, my journey thus far was from Melbourne to San Francisco and then San Francisco to Newark Liberty. However, I did, of course, have a delay out of Melbourne Airport, meaning that I think 
my my transfer time in San Francisco, pardon me, was cut significantly shorter than it was meant to be. I couldn't tell you the exact layover time I was meant to have, but it was adequate enough to be able to change terminals, go through security, and have my bag go with me. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Uh, it did result in me running across the airport, dropping my bag at a transfer point. They did have signs posted that basically your bag won't be able to get on board your aircraft if you've dropped this 45 minutes or less before your flight departs. And given my plane was on final call in San Francisco, I didn't have very high hopes. And the ability to have an air tag in my luggage also gave me the idea that this this bag was not underneath me uh, by the time we were pushing back. So that was something I was more than aware of arriving into Newark Liberty. It's just what followed was nothing short of a bit of a nightmare. And uh, I've got some interesting comments regarding that and some top travel tips if you need any or if you're willing to take any that I think might be useful. So processing through Newark Liberty is, well, it was a domestic flight. I had already done the processing, pardon me, in San Francisco, so it was relatively smooth and easy. Uh, It was just about maybe hoping for a miracle that my bag had somehow made it on the plane and just my air tag hadn't updated. After waiting a little bit and seeing all the bags go around, uh, it became very apparent that it wasn't the case and it was not on the flight with me. I then double checked the air tag and lo and behold, it was pretty much over the middle of America. I was able to track that that was the last flight into Newark. So I think it was due in at like 11.40 p.m. At the time of landing, it was about 7.30 p.m. So that was now more than four hours away uh, for this plane's arrival. So I went over to the baggage services for United Airlines, uh, telling them basically what happened, providing them with information. And uh, this is something where, look, I, I don't like to criticize people in their position because they deal with pressures, they deal with things going on. But sometimes when you're in a service fronting role, uh, it can, it's a little bit embarrassing what did take place. I essentially had to explain what had happened and was telling them where my bag is. They couldn't locate my bag. That is, that's how bad it is. Like they couldn't, they had no idea. They were saying to me, well, we don't know where your bag is. We don't know what flight it's on. It may show up or I'm like, just, just process that information that they're saying that. And of course, luckily, because I had an air tag, I was able to tell them, look, I can see where it's on. I can see what flight it's on. And they, and they were bewildered, absolutely bewildered. First of all, bewildered that they had no idea where my bag was, claiming it hadn't been scanned at any airport or something like that. I'd, I have no idea why. Like, it hadn't been connected to my ticket or my passport, which is very, very confusing. And then second of all, they were bewildered by the air tag claiming where it was. And maybe because... I love planes. I'm able to uh, put two and two together, but given the location of the air tag um, and having a look at the United schedule, I was able to very easily determine that the plane was in the air and also it was due to arrive at XYZ because of flight radar and just the United schedule. But these people that were at the customer service booth could not provide me that information and were shocked when I told them that it's arriving on this flight. So that was a process in itself. Um, I then said, is it possible for you to hold the bag? They have a luggage storage at Newark Liberty where, of course, if 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 a bag, pardon me, comes in without the passenger, they will collect the bag and put it to the side and then you can come back. Sometimes you could arrive at 3 p.m. and your bag arrives in at midnight. So... It's, it's to avoid having to stay there their entire time. I had a, like I said, 
less than actually to be honest it was a it was about a 14 hour layover so not a very long layover and it was an overnight so i had booked a hotel the plan was to just try and get some rest which i will get into and then come back very early in the morning for my flight up to toronto which will be in the next episode where i'll cover more the canadian leg so I just put forward to the customer service. I said, look, this I know when this uh, bag is coming in. I'll provide you with all the details. Is it possible, like I see your guy doing right now, to collect it uh, and put it in the storage uh, room that's just next to where you are? I'm happy to write down my name and so forth. You can collect my details and I'll come back in the morning. Pretty standard procedure and collect the baggage, to which I was very harshly told no. Uh, That very much confused me because that's not what I was expecting. But oh well, like I then responded like, I'm not too sure what, how come uh, you're doing this for other bags? And she said, you you need to sit here and wait uh, four and a half hours for for the bag to come. So that was probably not the best thing I wanted to hear after (laughs) at this point being traveling like 30 hours uh, without, without stopping. Um, Also, I had purchased a hotel for the sole purpose of getting some rest so in my head it was like if i'm gonna have to stay until midnight there's really no point by the time i get to the hotel and actually get to sleep could have just slept in the in in the airport so um i did try and you know come back and say like why why am i why do i need to do that Uh, i would have got it if it was the policy but this is not what they have done for other people and even while i was there they were collecting bags and putting them in the storage so i went away kind of calmed down a little bit because you have to understand I, I had rocked up to the customer service area um was not the only person and was basically having to give them the information that they probably should have had given that's their job so i waited a little bit came back to the customer service desk and spoke to someone completely different obviously the woman's colleague and i explained to her the situation while the colleague that told me it's not possible, was sat right next to her. And she was also utterly bewildered, but not bewildered because of the situation, bewildered why on earth the woman next to her said to me that I'd have to sit in the airport for four and a half hours and hopefully wait for my bag to arrive. She said it would have been no problem for them to collect the bag and they'll gladly do that just to provide some details. And I just looked at the woman next to her and I was just like, but, you know, she told me that that wasn't possible and I'd need to stay and was pretty forceful with it as well. So I, I have no idea why she told me that. Uh, maybe she was new to the job, I'm not sure, but it didn't seem like they were all too understanding of what needed to be done. Um, in that situation, the, the other woman was very, very helpful in terms of saying I could come back. She understood that I was coming back in the morning at like 6 a.m., uh, pardon me. However, again, the same problem incurred of like they didn't know where the bag was. So maybe that's an error on united baggage part or when they're doing the scanning and so forth but then it kind of was evident that they just weren't inputting the right things because after 25 minutes of going back and forth showing them my air tag they were finally able to locate the bag and were like oh oh you're right it's arriving on this plane so if there's anything i can tell you from that as a traveler tip is invest in an air tag or something that can track your luggage i had never flown with an air tag until uh, when when was it? May of 2022 for my trip to Canada. Needed it on that journey and I needed it on every single time I've traveled since purchasing an AirTag, I've needed it. Uh, it's come in handy and without that AirTag, I'm not going to lie to you, there's a 
pretty high chance that my bag would have just gone missing for quite some time. That air tag saved me and was gave me the ability to not only track which flight it was on, but provide that information to the staff who had no idea. So maybe maybe it's a curse. Maybe because I got an air tag, now I'm being punished <laughs> for purchasing that, and uh, my bag's deliberately not making it on certain flights. Uh, either way, I would I would definitely recommend it, and I've recommended it to uh, people that are close to me that are looking to travel and so forth longer journeys. Because unfortunately, you just don't know what the situation is, and you don't know what may happen, and uh, and so forth. So, very very useful device, and would one hundred percent recommend it. So, the airport Newark Liberty very very busy. To reiterate, I was traveling during Thanksgiving week. By the time I arrived in Newark Liberty, it was the second night before Thanksgiving. So a lot of people coming in, obviously, for family and friends. That meant the transportation out of Newark Liberty was (laughs) nothing short of a bit of a nightmare. I determined that for whatever reason, the shuttle to my hotel wasn't working. So catching the air train in this situation wasn't an option. So I needed to catch an Uber. And uh, the amount of people, I wish I could show you the pictures, they are located on my phone because I would absolutely love to show you um, show you just how bad it was. But I'm sure if you've traveled during Thanksgiving or maybe even the holiday season through some of the major US airports, you'd be able to tell uh, just how hectic it is. And it truly was. Um, the roadblock was mental. Taxis and Ubers couldn't get in to pick people up because then there was uh, uh, regular people just in their vans or whatever or trucks um, or sedans looking to pick up people. Uh, There was a traffic control from the police and they were only allowing X amount of cars in. The four lanes were basically occupied, then buses couldn't get through. Uh, In the end, I think it was a 45-minute wait for the Uber to go about one kilometer. Uh, So that kind of highlights just how chock-a-block it was. By the time we eventually left, we had police escorts everywhere that were directing traffic because Newark Liberty was so, so busy. Uh, Obviously, all the flights, the final flights coming in from the day from various other cities or internationally, and they're all congregating onto like the same road. So it does cause a little bit of um, drama. I was staying nearby Newark Liberty in the same hotel I stayed in in August, so I was familiar with the surroundings and familiar of where to go. That being said, the roads around Newark are very, very, very confusing. Um, My Uber driver got lost and we ended up, a bit scary, but we ended up going down some pretty dodgy roads uh, because he kept taking the wrong turn. I find the, the, the streets aren't lit all that well, to be completely honest, but... They're also confusing with GPS, I find. I was looking at his GPS that he was using or sat-nav, and there's so many lanes and so many different exits at key points in the road that it seems very hard to grasp which one you need to go on in some of these instances and to the, and to the fact where, like, they're actually Uber drivers and getting confused. And that, that's not the first time that it happened. When I was there in August 2022, there were drivers that also got a little bit confused because it's a it's a complex just to the side of a main freeway and there's like one way to get there off a really beaten track. Uh, it's it's in a complex with other hotels, but like getting there is, is very, very tricky. By the time I eventually arrived, I think it was ooh, nine o'clock, so not, not too bad in the end. However, I was consistently tracking my bag with the AirTag because it it was required um, on, the, on the end of my parents at home. We were also trying to call United to get a better understanding of where they're going to hold it. 
My personal worst fear was they were going to forget or they wouldn't be able to determine which one was my bag or they wouldn't even be there and my bag would get picked up by someone else because it's just sat around and uh, that was not something I wanted. So I was a little bit paranoid leaving the airport, but I was like, I've got to have some faith in them. (laughs) That being said, I think my faith was only restored at 2 a.m. when eventually I went to sleep and had determined that the plane had been there for three hours and the air tag was showing the bag still in the airport. So I figured at that point it had been collected and look, if I rocked up tomorrow when it wasn't there, then that would have been an absolute disaster. But I would have dealt with it then, hopefully, with the support of the airline and so forth. So the the next few hours were honestly just trying to relax a little bit, showering. Um, as I didn't have my bag, luckily I packed a, a spare set of... Um, underwear and socks to be able to have a shower. Uh, it didn't mean I, have to wear, I had to wear the same clothes two days in a row. Well, at that point, it was nearly four days in a row, but that's fine. That's what you, That's what happens when you travel, uh, travel ultra long haul. Did order some food, and it just seems like the chain of events kept going. Um, the guy couldn't find the hotel. He made it into the complex of the hotels, but for some reason couldn't find my specific one. Um, so in my t-shirt, I ran outside trying to find him and <laughs> very quickly realized that, uh, Newark is a little bit colder in November than it is in August. In August, I was sweating and in November I was shivering, but I didn't have all the warm gear that was in my suitcase. So I was kind of running around looking a bit silly, trying to find the guy that was delivering my food. 10 minutes later, fast forward, he finally arrived. uh, And that was through a lot of text messaging and saying like, look, it's here. You've gone to the wrong place. Um, That's relatable. I think a lot of people get that when you're staying in an apartment or somewhere that isn't your actual home, which maybe is like a, a regular street. Um, These drivers can get confused and one of the red flags for me is when they start delivering and it says they have like 10 deliveries to their name. Look, you've got to start somewhere, Um, but there is a high risk that the person with the 10 deliveries may not get the food to you at all. Whereas if someone has like 5,000, I feel like I'm in safe hands. Um, So yeah, that was a bit, that was a a, uh, a quite an experience just to be able to get my food. It was good though. Uh, by the end of that, I just tried to relax a little bit. And like I said, there was a bit of toing and throwing with United to just make sure that they were actually going to collect the bag. In the end, I tried to do as much as I could, but it was like, look, it's, it's going to be in their hands and I've just got to hope that they do secure it. After a pretty terrible sleep, the whole point was to get a a room to rest, and that is something I I wanted to mention in this podcast. Normally, I travel nonstop, whether it's like 52 hours, 56 hours without stopping. This is the first time I've ever really traveled long haul and had a little bit of a break to be able to go outside the airport. For only an extra $150 and to be able to customize my schedule a little bit and, and be a bit more refreshed and also relaxed, it was definitely worth it. Uh, I would do it again, permitting schedules if they were to work out. But rather than paying thousands of dollars for business class, if I can get a really cheap economy fare and then get a like a $100 hotel near the airport to be able to have some rest in between these, these long journeys, uh, then I would definitely do that again and, and would recommend it if it's ever an option for someone else. There is the option to rough it at the airport, which is something I would definitely consider. It would just depend on the airport's facilities, I think, as well. I think some are better equipped for that um, to be able to just kind of splurge out on the floor and, and try and catch some rest. Woke up in the morning quite early. Uh, I had booked a shuttle the night before for 7 a.m., 
So thankfully made the most of their free breakfast service, their all-you-can-eat buffet, and had as much as possible with that. The shuttle service from this hotel is really, really good. Um, cannot fault it at all. Normally, I'm the only one on it because this is the third time I've taken their shuttle now. And normally, I'm always the only one because it, it is meant to be a 24-7. I don't know why it wasn't running the night before, but normally it's 24-7 and you have the ability to just schedule a time slot and they'll make that happen for you. Uh, this time I got dropped at the correct spot, because <laughs> if you, you may recall, uh, when I flew with Singapore Airlines, they dropped me at the wrong part of the terminal, and I was, like, a little bit lost for, uh, momentarily lost, I guess you could say, and then had to find my way to the correct check-in point, which I did successfully, in the midst of a massive alarm blaring, which a lot of people did pull up, pull me up on that and said that that's very typical of Newark. Having never flown through Newark at that point, I didn't really understand what they meant, but I think having been through it now four times, uh, actually maybe five times, I'm not too sure, I definitely get what they mean when that alarm was blaring consistently. Newark Liberty giving it being one day before Thanksgiving was really, really smooth. I'm going to contradict what I said about the alarm and understanding how that's related to Newark Liberty. It was a very smooth process. Check-in was great. Well, I say that the only hiccup with check-in was them not understanding that I had already paid for baggage, additional baggage, pardon me. And why was that? It was because of my 15-hour layover. They got massively confused because I had left the airport and was coming to check back in and my bag did not go with the, the travel ticket or whatever. So they were like, we haven't paid for it. And I was like, I have. I'm, I showed them a receipt and that was eventually cleared through security. And uh, basically then it was just getting ready to board for my flight to Toronto. That's where we'll pick up next episode. I will cover the journey from uh, Newark Liberty to Toronto, then Toronto to Montreal. So that we've got two flights there. Uh, involving a United aircraft and then an Air Canada A330, as well as my experience in Toronto Airport for the very first time, which was honestly a, a pretty positive one, having never had the pleasure of flying through the airport. With that being said, I hope you enjoyed my little bit of a nightmarish journey through Newark Liberty and uh, a general stay there. Overall, though, it's something I can look back on and laugh at, and I was laughing at the time as well. These things happen. I think it it always provides us with funny travel experiences because no journey is completely smooth. Um, and sometimes you may have more hiccups along the way. And the, and the one thing I love about this podcast is I can document those hiccups for you and hopefully give you a bit of source of entertainment uh, in amongst a world that is obviously not always that positive. Thank you very much for the support that you've been showing a, across the podcast. I really appreciate the people that continuously listen. A reminder that you can leave a review, and if you'd like to be a part of these travel journeys live, come over and follow uh, DJ's Aviation on Twitter. I can tell you there are a lot of travel journeys to come uh, exclusively, not really been said anywhere else yet, but we're looking at something like 15 flights in the next couple of months. So stay tuned, there is a lot to come, and I'm very excited to document it here and uh, provide you with some fantastic content, hopefully. Take care. Do be safe. If I don't see you or you don't hear of my voice in videos and so forth, I'll see you next weekend for that coverage on the journey from Newark Liberty to Toronto and then onwards to Montreal. You'll find analytically driven coverage of the industry, which aims to answer your most burning questions. But for now, we're next in line for takeoff. So I'll pass you over to our host for today's proceedings, Dan. Dan.